Okay, pause it. Welcome back. Or, if you're new here, this is a podcast where we watch movies and shows, pause it in between every time we have something to say, and just give our thoughts on whatever it is we think up. This episode, we're watching the movie Mean Girls. I've seen this movie before, but Demi hasn't. Based on the limited research I just did in the last two minutes, the movie is based on a book by Rosalind Wiseman. I probably meant that. Called Queen Bees and Wannabes, Hoping Your Daughter Survive Clicks, Gossip Boyfriends, and Other Realities of Adolescence. What a long name. Without further ado, let's watch Mean Girls. Four minutes in, and I don't mean to be the fun police, and especially not when it comes to a booby. You know, because who doesn't like a booby? But before you even officially meet Tina Fey's character as the teacher, they've already sexualized her in a way. Like, she got coffee spilled on her. And it was just kind of a weird scene that, like, the first 30 seconds you meet her, she's taking off her shirt. And maybe that's the joke or something. It's just kind of odd before even any development happens. Or even the name is just... Tina Fey's hot body woman. Yeah. I believe Tina Fey also directed the film. So she didn't direct it. She wrote the screenplay, which is still weird. Uh, The principal or whoever just kind of like try to comfort Tina Fey's character, which sure, like if you want to be innocuous about it, it, it was harmless. He's just trying to be a good friend or like good peer or coworker, whatever. But Tina Fey character is like, yeah, how about you ask me that when my shirt isn't see-through? Fair point. Very valid. But you're also in front of a bunch of students right now. So if it's inappropriate right now, then it's very inappropriate to be with a see-through shirt on in front of a bunch of teenagers. Like, where are you setting this boundary? I'm also going to add that just in the first five minutes or so, it's a lot. Like, there's just a lot going on. It's almost overwhelming just how many gags are in just one... Or how many many gags are just rapid-fire one after the other. Yeah, I I, I agree as far as that goes. It is... I don't... Yeah, I'm not trying to be the comedy police. It's just kind of like, it is very rapid-fire, like, this, that, this, that, African joke, counter-racist joke, this joke. It's just a little bit much, especially since as soon as, like, you think your brain is done processing what the fuck you just saw there's another bit already happening which is why they don't do that in like tv shows they give the audience a second to laugh you know what i mean that's what that shitty laugh track is that like every show uses gives the audience a second to sort of like breathe and take in what just happened but with this so far not even four minutes in and there's been at least 15 jokes in four minutes odd amount of racial humor as well that's apparently something tina fey is guilty of like i saw a video essay where somebody pointed out that she just has a really weird obsession with racial humor Lindsay lohan's character katie remembered her name katie is just sort of trying to get her bearings as far as because she's grown up in africa did they even say which part of africa or they just use the massive continent of africa as like the oh that's where she's from and she's like, she doesn't fit in with anybody. So like, she's sort of an outcast and doesn't really understand American culture, et cetera, et cetera. And in one scene, like she's in the lunchroom, she's walking by and she's trying to find somewhere to sit. One group of people just sort of shuns her away. 
a group of young men. I guess they're playing teenagers. A lot of them are probably like 30. One group of quote-unquote teenagers are talking about boobs or nipples or whatever. And then she sees a group of black people and she says something in some African language like Jambo or something like that. And it's very like cringy in the sense that like very obviously it's her trying to connect with black people but like did her parents just not teach her that culturally speaking there's a vast difference between black americans and africans at least culturally black americans obviously don't speak the various well for the most part don't really speak the various languages of africa don't really have any real connection to africa due to the slave trade was that something she wasn't taught by her parents like, yeah, you grew up in Africa, but, like, that should very be, like, a very basic thing to be taught. We aren't necessarily hating on something. We're just always going to question something that catches our eye. And so far, Mean Girls has a lot to catch our eye, which is weird because Mean Girls is a, was comparatively to the birdcage from the last episode was a more recent film minorities in this movie there seems to be an implication that all minorities just kind of stick together which has some truth to it but it just makes me wonder why there isn't a gay clique if they're going to make this joke about like say disabled people that oh yeah of course two disabled people are in the same shot because they're disabled and they share that well then why is the only gay character just kind of alone in in there because you're not allowed to have more than one gay person in a family-friendly movie that's, that's just to get past ratings come on now keep up but i do agree with what you're saying everyone's been clicky so far and they set up the movie to be like everyone's in their little clicks and Lindsay lohan doesn't have her group of people but there's there's no other goth girls or groups of people there's no the lgbtq people it's just Lindsay lohan the gay kid and the goth kid just the quote-unquote weirdos in a high school that large there's no other weirdos goth kids or gays come on now come on now but yeah the entire movie so far has just been Lindsay lohan the gays and the goths against the world so i'm fairly desensitized to the humor in mean girls because i've seen it a couple of times but i also wanted to mention just for the sake of the podcast because we're not just joyless criticizers of the movies we also like enjoy certain parts. Uh, I do want to note that that Danny DeVito joke in the bathroom was met with laughter by Demi. Just as a as a side note, I guess. No, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed the joke. Like, honestly, it's probably 12 minutes in and that's the first thing that's actually like made me laugh out loud. A lot of my recordings are critiques or just asking questions or what I believe to be questions that should be asked. I do find certain moments of the movie funny, even the ones that I think are kind of problematic. And like, I, I do want to, especially early on, before we have a fan base, I do want to point out to people that we aren't just buzzkills or just people out to not enjoy things i enjoy everything we've seen so far like birdcage and mean girl so far but i mean i might end up hating mean girls i don't know but like you can find the good in everything if you look for it you can also find the bad in things and still enjoy it i also do want to point out once again the movie trope is the gay 
character, the gay male character, is very flamboyant and feminine. Like, it's just, it's just such a reoccurring trope that I just always notice it, and it's always weird to me. There's no other type of gay except the femme gay. The clicks are so confusing in this movie, and now I'm recording. This movie has so many vaguely sexist and misogynistic stereotypes like dumb blondes like people who are who only have value as being attractive or pretty and that, that like that happens in society but like i said i've never read the book but i assumed or at least i assume it would be a lot more uplifting of young women whereas this movie feels like it relies too much on tearing young women down in an indirect way even if two female characters are talking to each other and they're not talking about a man if they're talking negatively about another woman that's just as bad it still technically passes the bechdel test but it's still not good representation of women this is just a background detail but the guy who plays the main love interest is actually gay in real life i just wanted to that's something I know, and I just wanted to share it. Uh, but his name is Jonathan Bennett, and yeah, he's uh, openly gay. And so is the too gay to function character as well. They're both openly gay. Uh, it's Jonathan Bennett and then Daniel Frenzis, or I'm not, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Sure, I'd fuck it up too. So, you know, we're, we're just going to take the L on that one. There's a lot of stereotypes in this movie. There's a shit ton of stereotypes in this movie. Thanks, Tina Fey. Uh, we're 16 minutes and 13 seconds in. And earlier in the movie, Lindsay Lohan's character is seems quite passionate about math. And like, because it's math is the same in all languages and blah, blah, blah. Cool. Love it. I'm terrible at math, but I'm glad somebody likes it. But like, as soon as a boy is introduced... It seems like her interest in math is diminished because she was just approached by someone who was like, oh, yeah, we're, like, we're a math team or whatever. And like you should join. And she seems completely disinterested because her male like interest or love interest is walking off into the distance. And it's like, what happened to math being the same in every language? This is like you've had a crush for like three minutes also the dude that approached her about joining the mathletes has said more to her than her love interest has ever said to her i'm so confused about Lindsay lohan's character or katie's motivations in this movie you could argue that she's just a confused teenager and maybe that's the point it's just kind of like she was very interested in her love interest and he's like playing soccer or like at soccer practice and he's walking towards her and as soon as the popular girls roll up and show me where that get in loser meme is from she ditches her love interest so what what are what are we doing here uh, at like 17 minutes and 14 seconds like they're at the mall and Lindsay Lohan is referencing Africa and like animals being in heat at the mall. I've been to lots of malls, lots of times. I've been a teenager, never seen that many teenagers in a mall before, ever. Where are all these teenagers when I was a teenager? And also, do teenagers ever actually act like that? Or are they just normal? Because it, it felt like it just completely broke off from reality in order to make a joke that 
ultimately didn't make that much sense. It made zero sense. It was entirely for the joke. So you're like watching the movie and you're like, oh, like she's in the mall and having a good time or having a relatively good time trying to like talk about her social life and what she's trying to do and just hanging out with her quote unquote friends. And then it's like, oh, these are animals in heat. And then they start acting like monkeys. And what the fuck is going on? Also, how big is this town that they're in that their entire high school hangs out at this one mall? Is there only one mall in their entire town? Is this a city? What is going on? Well, isn't this like supposed to be set in D.C.? So I couldn't find any information on what like the setting of it. I would assume like with a name like Northwestern, my best guess will probably be Virginia or something like that, honestly, because that's a very Virginia sounding high school name but there's still more than one mall in virginia so like i'm still confused and plus like virginia is massive virginia is the kind of place where like everything's kind of separated apart so you like you kind of need a car uh but why are they still like why does everyone hang out at this one spot everybody hangs out here even in my small ass high school there was maybe one mall that people would go to but they weren't all there at the exact same time like occasionally you saw another person from your high school at the mall but it was like one or two people and it was occasionally it wasn't like every time you went to the mall everybody was there even when it comes to really small towns and small areas it's it's not like that Okay, this is definitely Virginia because they just pulled up into the one of the biggest McMansions I've ever fucking seen. This is definitely Virginia. Parts of Virginia has nothing but McMansions. This over-sexualization of children is played for laughs in this movie. And it's just like a weird quick joke of what a six-year-old dancing to something that she shouldn't dance to. So yeah, so like the mom's not present. You know, it's just like, I, I, maybe I'm just lazy, but like I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to overthink. I don't want to think too hard when I'm watching a comedy. This is supposed to be a comedy, so now I gotta think about the sexualization of children portrayed in media. But like, you could also just stop there at oh, it's just supposed to be a, a kid dancing to a song they're not supposed to dance to. But then if you stop there, it's unnecessary and weird. So you have to look deeper at it. They're trying to bring up a bunch of stuff, sure but they're not actually giving a proper analysis of those topics. They're not giving a proper analysis of what it is to be an adolescent and to be a girl in high school. They're just kind of bringing up a bunch of things played for laughs, referencing a little bit to there being a severe issue there, but not actually addressing it in a proper way, not actually giving a proper moral. Perhaps that has that that's like a metaphor for, oh, her negligent mom kind of caused Regina George to be the way she is by forcing a adultification onto her. But again, there's not it's not properly addressed. It's not properly talked about. It's, there's not a resolution. As somebody who's seen the entire movie from beginning to end, there's no real resolution to this. There's no real moral. It's, well, I mean... Essentially, you could chalk it up to victim blaming because it's blamed entirely on girls like Regina and not their upbringing, just more the fact that they're shitty people, which is, again, adultify it's adultification as well just like putting putting all of the blame onto them and for the sake of the, like the benefit of the doubt maybe the book does a better job of this tina fey who did the screenplay for this 
is a comedy writer. They do comedy, et cetera, et cetera. Very funny. I personally find her funny because essentially comedy a lot of the time is taking kind of messed up subjects and making them satirical or bringing them to the forefront of your mind in a way that can make you uncomfortable i completely understand that it's just that that scene it, it just didn't feel necessarily comedic it just felt like if you break it down and look at it objectively this is what it's saying and this is fucked up I agree, but like the like the humor, I guess, is just lost on me. Like I always say during these, we're just trying to understand why something happened, or like what's the point of this to improve our own writing. And like you're supposed to, as as two people who are trying to become working writers and work like working creatives, it is part of our job and like our process to critique and try to understand what we like and don't like and what is done well and what is done wrong not necessarily in a judgmental way but in a way that's like i don't think that's good let's avoid that in my writing this this is sparring in a sense i guess 21 minutes in and there's just a lot going on just so much going on all the time what the fuck is the budget for this movie because like if there's a mention of a character on screen and they show the character it's tina fey so 22 minutes in and just personally for me none of the characters so far have been likable in any way personally i mean tina fey's character is and amy poehler are at least funny but like the weird kids the popular kids Lindsay lohan None of the characters I enjoy, like if they all got hit by a bus by the end of the movie, I'd, I'd probably enjoy the movie more, honestly. Just not enjoyable as characters because they're all, they're, they all have some sort of plot or motive to get Katie to do what the hell they want. And maybe that's the point. It's just kind of like, ugh. Yeah, they're, they're very controlling characters no matter what clique that she's involved in. And she's not a likable character because she just goes along with it and doesn't seem to have a proper motivation for anything because and maybe like that's part of the character where it's like oh like she's not from america she's from africa and she was homeschooled and it's like so she has no personality beyond those two things is there no tv or movies in africa there are her only interactions with the outside world can't just be I'm from Africa and I'm homeschooled. She, she doesn't have any social skills beyond those two things. She didn't come across any other people. And there are no cities in Africa, you're saying? It's just the same landscape throughout the entire continent? Yeah, it's just, it's just the safari. Come on now. Ugh. Are you going to say what I'm thinking? Because I think this character that she's in love with is really fucking boring. It's been three weeks and the most conversation you've had with him is just pretending you don't understand something. Like dumbing yourself down. The dude's very, very boring. He, like, I'm not going to call him stupid. Let's give him the benefit of doubt. He doesn't understand something. Why would you pretend to be stupid? Correct him. Help him out, in fact. No kidding. Yeah, that would actually be a good a good way to connect with somebody rather than just straight up lying. Yeah, no, you could be like, oh, you could be like, hey, I don't think you understood what was happening. Let's have a study group. I understand. Like, there's better ways than making yourself seem stupid for a partner or a potential partner or someone you like. 
I mean, I, I know this is some kind of commentary on the fact that because of the patriarchy, women are expected to put themselves below men, especially if they're interested in men. I feel like there's a way better way to portray this or even to frame it in a negative light rather than framing it as, oh, yeah, that's understandable. That's what you should do, of course. It's it's belittling to yourself and it's belittling to the other person. We're only about 26 minutes in, but it feels like I've been watching a movie for like 40 minutes. The rapid fire jokes and just different scene switches and just different things happening. Visually, it just... And like the things you have to like process, it's just rapid fire everything. Like my brain doesn't have any time to like process much. And it would help so much if they just slowed down. Like a moment ago, like they're, cause they're at the, the, uh, the Halloween party and Katie is like narrating that like, like once a year, like it's okay for women to dress slutty, uh, and not be judged. And like the dad was crying or whatever. And yeah, I, I don't slut shame. Like women can wear whatever the hell they want, whenever the hell they want to. It's just, that was very set up as it's being not okay because she's like, not like other girls. Like I'm wearing like a scary costume. Everyone is just slutty. So it, it just felt like very unnecessarily judgmental. It's just like kind of shut the fuck up and wear whatever the hell you want and not judge women or whatever the hell they're wearing. I would also argue that clothing isn't net, like isn't inherently sexual no matter what it is, just because bodies aren't inherently sexual. So you could you could show any amount of skin in it not being a sexual thing. It's just that's what that's the thing that's applied to it because of societal bullshit. I think his comment about oh you're supposed to wear a costume is kind of shitty just character wise like why is he the main love interest if he's going to slut shame his ex honestly like he hasn't said very much like he's had very few words and yet like everything he's like he's asked for a pencil he's asked the date he's been wrong as far as math goes so it's like he's been shown as like not very interesting and boring and then like his maybe like fifth line in the movie in the entire movie so far is slut shaming it's just kind of like is 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 this your mans is is this is this who you stand for okay you know just oh to be an average mediocre white man in america even if you aren't willing to shit talk tina fey i am i think this is kind of a badly written movie as long as you know the first what 29 minutes are concerned it doesn't properly set up the relationship between her and the goth and gay character the janice and damien there we go i did it right you remember their names better than i do it wastes time on things that don't necessarily matter or information that we already know it doesn't give proper reason as to why she wants to do the things she wants to do she acts in a way that a character really shouldn't act as the main character i'd say she has she has no like internal drive she just kind of bounces around what other characters tell her to do and maybe that's something to do with her characterization and that she just doesn't understand how high school works or she just doesn't know but that doesn't make any sense because if she was homeschooled and people who are homeschooled are generally more independent they generally know themselves a lot better because they're not as beaten down by the education system so she would probably realistically know herself a lot more she'd barely be able to you know see through things like this a lot better if she actually had some internal drive if she had 
an ounce of her own willpower instead of just doing whatever the other characters want her to do. There's no setup as to why she still hangs around the art freaks because I mean, why would she? I just, yeah, it's just it's just very confusing. The the character relationships don't make any sense. Her motivations don't make any sense. They barely take time to breathe and to actually build the character bonds. It's all backstabbing. It's all what the characters do to hurt each other. If it's only been two months, but they've only really shown her interactions with him and like the popular girls, they're like, how do you still have a, if it's been like two months, how do you still have a relationship with the weird kids? Because the last interaction we saw between them and her are steal this book. Oh, but I won't. Oh, well, but like, it's okay because you're being mean to like mean girls. It's okay. And that was the last interaction. And then the rest, the last 10 minutes or whatever has basically just been like no real interaction between them and developing a relationship. So the fact that like after the Halloween party where like she feels heartbroken after this boy, she's known like two months and has a a less than a minute conversation with, she somehow finds where they are, goes to their house and is about to say like more than likely I'm in on that plan of like trying to take down Regina or like I'm ready to like I'm on you guys side now but like in reality it's like if someone didn't talk to me for like or have any real interaction with me and had mostly interactions with someone I consider my enemy we're not fucking friends what are you talking about oh oh now you're like now now that like you've seen what I was talking about we're cool fuck is that what no get away also what's the goth girl janice she's just as rude mean and selfish as regina she's just at the bottom of the pecking 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 order she's not any better or likable as a character just because she's a victim she's just a victim and is just kind of a dick like i'm not like obviously like they haven't like every time damien tries to mention all the awfuls that uh, Regina has done to Janice over the years, because apparently they've known each other since they were like 13, Janice just cuts it off. So like, there's no point in time in which you can even really relate to Janice beyond just going, oh, they have a history and Regina has been mean and Regina has been mean this entire movie. So we should sympathize with Janice where it's like, no, Janice is also just kind of, being manipulative which you can tell from when like the book is mentioned janice doesn't care about Lindsay lohan's character morals in that that she doesn't steal it's oh but it's okay to steal because uh, regina is a terrible person so you're just as selfish as regina just in other ways and you use your trauma and victim uh victimhood as reasoning to justify it it would be far more interesting if this was from Janice's perspective, just like realizing that, oh, she's just as hateful. She's just as conniving. She's just as much of a villain as Regina George is. And their rivalry could be a way better story than just having this weird middleman that doesn't have any real motivation besides boy and maybe math. Well, I mean, you you make a good point because that's essentially what Lindsay Lohan's character is. They're a middleman. They're a go-between between these two kind of like awful characters and you're supposed to just sort of 
like they want you to like like Janice, but she's just as awful as you look at it objectively. She's just lower in the popularity scale in different ways. She's just awful in different ways. She's not better. She's just awful differently. But that doesn't make for a good hero or like even anti-hero. You know what I mean? Also, Janice very often will like use very like mean or sexist or even misogynistic terminology to refer to Regina and like the people around her. And it's kind of cringy in the sense that like it gives off vibes of like, you know, those memes where it's like you'll see one girl and she'll do like art or something like that or like post a regular selfie of her in like pajamas or something like that and it won't get very many likes and then you'll see like a picture of a girl wearing a sexy outfit and it gets a lot of likes and then the point of that picture is just oh society treats normal girls differently and like it's so messed up i'm not like other girls blah 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 and it's just sort of like this weird pitting of different kinds of women against one another where it's at the end of the day it's like who gives a damn you know what i mean one isn't more valid than the other it's just different there doesn't need to be this war between different women why aren't the misogynistic men more of the villain than just women who hate each other janice has vibes of and i just don't like janice and i'm not trying to like shit on her as a woman i'm shitting on her as she's written you know what i mean like she's just not a likable character because she has this sort of vibes of shitting on other women to make herself feel better and just this whole just personality of like i'm not like other girls but like because i'm not like other girls like society treats me differently because i'm not like a quote-unquote slut or skank uh because i'm like goth or like i, I like this thing and that thing and it's just kind of like get over yourself well, I mean, even just going to the character introductions of both Janice and Regina George, Janice is introduced by shitting on other women. She's just describing the plastics and just their faults while they're on the, um, what is it, the soccer field? Something like that. She's shitting on other women. She's pointing out Lindsay Lohan's characters, like her, I guess, attractiveness level, just kind of reducing her down to her physical attributes, whereas Regina George defended oh, Katie against a somebody who was literally sexually harassing her. Like, she scared off this one dude who was being a total creep, and that's her character introduction. And character introductions, first impressions in movies, are very important. She Her introduction was a lot more wholesome in a lot of ways because she helped out someone who was being sexually harassed and is more comforting and feminist in a lot of ways because she helped someone another woman who was in a position uh of being harassed whereas like you just said janice has done nothing but bring women down in an attempt to make herself feel better and yeah, yeah she reduced katie to just being attractive before like even really knowing them as a person it was just attractiveness she keeps bringing it back to how the how animals would react in certain situations or just comparing high schoolers to animals nonsensically throughout the movie. Uh, she had no human friends growing up, is what she's saying, or what? Like, I yeah, it's the zoology thing from her parents, but she doesn't really seem to understand animals all that well either. She just kind of uses it to make jokes 
She doesn't seem to understand people. She doesn't seem to understand animals, even though she's likely interacted with more people growing up than she has with the animals. Well, she mentioned that, like, her first crush was a boy. Like, it, it, was, it was a boy where they gave him some incredibly African name that they probably made up. Or it could be real. Who knows? But they, before the, 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 the weird jock dude, she did like one other boy when she was five years old. Because they did a flashback to that scene. So, obviously, on some level, unless she ran, like, she met that boy five seconds earlier, she has some interaction with other human beings throughout her life. And the thing is, like, if she grew up in Africa, just the continent of Africa, they never specified the city, they never specified the country. Yeah, because Africa is just a small place, like Texas. You know what I mean? It's tiny. You could you could fit all of Africa in Texas. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could fit a thousand Africas in England or something. I don't know. Uh, of course. Like, if she grew up her whole life in just amalgam Africa then likelihood is that she probably could have gone to real school there. She probably, her parents likely could have done more than like homeschool. Like not saying that homeschooling is bad by any means, but I'm just saying that there's school. There's, there's definitely school in Africa. There's entire cities, functioning cities with internet in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's not just a, it's not just the safari that's a very small area and, and i've never been to africa i just know racism when i see it why even make it a part of her story they they, they could have easily either thought through what they were going for a lot better instead of just playing it for laughs and constantly making animal jokes for some reason or just making a different backstory no, I mean, honestly, there isn't a whole lot of point to the Africa bit beyond, like, my parents are zoologists. Well, your parents could be zoologists in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't a whole lot of point. Like, the only real African aspects that they've even shown of her personality is when she tried to talk to black Americans and say Jambe or something like that. I don't, I don't know if that's a real language or even a real word. It's 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 only a talking point when they want to make it a talking point. Well, yeah, and it's only played for jokes. Thanks, Tina Fey. I've been to a decent amount of high school parties. Yeah, my high school was small, but like none of them made formal invitations. It was bring booze and whoever the fuck you want, as long as I don't have beef with them. Whoever wrote this obviously hasn't been in high school a very long time or went to a weird high school, cause cause obviously like. People, high school kids having a party, probably is going to be some booze there and some illegal shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I'm not about to make a formal invitation. Just invite people. Don't fuck up my house. I don't understand why Lindsay Lohan's character is so on board with revenge for a boy who barely really even spoke to her. Like, I understand, like, Regina's an asshole and she did, like, a very shitty thing. And like it was sneaky and conniving, I'm not on her side, but I don't understand why you're going through so much effort for someone who really paid you, who did you didn't exist on his radar at all. So at 55 minutes 34 seconds, we decided last night that we just needed to take a break and sleep on it. 
It was a lot, like especially when you just put actual thought into viewing something instead of just watching it and like barely processing it. It just it's kind of emotionally exhausting. I'm going to be real. It's it's a bit much at once. Like I remember like the first times I've watched it, I was doing it I was watching it with friends, but I was with friends that I didn't normally just pause and talk about movies with. We just watched it. So I was also not on ADHD medication at the time, so I just I was probably just dissociated through most of it, I believe. Uh, I had to have been, because now that I, I'm able to really put thought into my view, viewing experience of this movie, it's, it's not what I remember, and maybe I just don't remember it. So we're back. It's day two of watching Mean Girls, and yeah. I don't like the line when, when Tina Fey is saying this big speech to all of the junior girls and she says, you guys need to stop calling each other sluts and whores because it makes it okay for guys to say that. I don't I, uh, No, it's <sighs> because the problems with misogyny don't start with women. It's victim blaming to say that oh, the way that you treat each other causes the way men treat you. When it really doesn't, like, this doesn't address the patriarchy. This doesn't address misogyny in the correct way. This is blaming women for all of this. When really it's rooted in the fact that women are over-sexualized by the patriarchy. Women are constantly pitted against each other because of the patriarchy, because there is apparently no way to be feminine or no way to be a woman without there being some sort of issue with it. You're never safe in any particular form of your femininity because all of it is hated, no matter how you present yourself. All of it's going to have something wrong with it. You're always going to be picked on for something. Okay, th- th- this whole like, this whole confrontation with, you know, all of the junior girls being singled out and talked to, reminds me of what happened when I was in middle school. Um, we it was like a private middle school, and all of the girls, in- including me, because I was I was categorized as a girl back then. All of the girls were singled out. And they were kept from recess because the teacher and the principal wanted to talk to all the girls about their shitty behavior, which really didn't have anything to do with anything. The boys got a free pass to go to recess while the girls had to just sit. And I wasn't even involved in this, but I still had to, I still had to be kept from recess because I was a girl. Not because I was involved in the problem that they were trying to face, which I don't even remember what the issue was. It was probably just a petty argument between two people. But all of the girls were just completely singled out on the basis of their gender. Whereas the boys never got any sort of punishment for it, even though they were likely involved. And I I think when it comes down to it, shit like this is really misogynistic in that it just puts the problem entirely on girls for the fact that they are girls rather than on a systemic issue that causes them to act act the ways that they do. And it doesn't 
it's not just, you know, a gender issue. It's likely you need to get to the root of who's behind this. And you don't have to involve people that weren't even involved. You don't have to involve all of the victims in it and treat them equally to the people behind it. All of the girls in this school were essentially given a punishment for something that was just bullying. They were being bullied, they reacted to the bullying, and then they're being punished along with the bullies by school staff. Because it's also a very predictable way for things things to happen. Katie becomes the thing she hated the most or didn't want to be. She finds out that she doesn't like herself anymore. So, oh shit, look, Katie has come full circle. Now she's back in the toilet with dookie water, just in the air eating lunch. What's the moral of the story? I don't know. I don't know anything anymore. Seriously, there's like hallways, anything. Why would you eat in a place with like open toilets and just pee and dookie particles just everywhere? Just chilling, chilling in the air. Now it's all over your sandwich, apples. It's in your your, your milk. Like, ugh, ugh, you animal. You want to compare everybody else to animals? You goddamn animal. Final thoughts on this movie. Uh, and that's it yeah honestly it's 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 over and i never have to see it again okay so the reason that we wanted to make a podcast in the first place was we just wanted to be two chill dudes watching a film and just saying whatever we think about it not necessarily all criticism not necessarily all oh this is what i don't like about it i don't like when things are pompous or overly critical like everyone knows a podcast or a youtube channel that is entirely just my opinions are law because i love movies or like i'm hypercritical of everything that i take in and like only my opinion matters i don't i'm not the kind of person like i'm not the kind of person that like only thinks like People can enjoy things. I, I want people to like things, even if I don't like them. I might talk shit about the thing that you like, but at the end of the day, as long as you aren't hurting anyone, I'm happy that you have something that you enjoy. With Birdcage, it had issues, but, like, I enjoyed it. Like, there was characters I didn't like, of course, but, like, it feels like with Mean Girls, it's just hard for it to be my thing. And I don't want to force it... I don't want to force myself to like something just because everybody else likes it or it's like a cult classic movie and you don't want to force yourself to like something just because you don't want to be nitpicky about it um we're not choosing films because we know we'll hate it but films that we know or at least i know probably need to be put more into question um that's that's another aspect of why i at least i um decided to go with the podcast because there's a lot of sure there's a lot of film commentary and a lot of film criticism but not everybody goes into just why media is specifically harmful and I, I think pointing out the harmful aspects is like goes more in the way of not just writing criticism not just like structural criticism but why is art good and why can art be bad for people your mindset going into it was honestly a lot more altruistic than mine like i was just like i just want to watch some movies because like i was always known 
or I have always been known as that friend who just doesn't watch movies because my excuse was always my attention span isn't that great. But like, oh, I can watch them with a friend. I can take the things I like and I don't like about movies and strengthen myself as a writer. At the end of the day, it's just really not my thing. So I'm like having a difficult time even with a friend sitting down and watching it. I do like aspects of it, of course. Like, I like Tina Fey, like, whenever she pops up. Whenever I see Tina Fey in a scene, it's kind of like finding Where's Waldo. It's just like, oh, found him. Got it. I like Amy Poehler's character. Like, the humor is, like, it's not bad. Uh, Some of it, it can get a little played out, like the animal jokes and stuff. But I do like aspects of the movie. It's just, I don't want it to seem like I'm nitpicking every single thing about this movie. And I, I think... One of the reasons why this movie is so challenging is because there's just so much that happens. And a lot of it is just really, it shouldn't have been in there. And it's probably for shock value for for the most part, but it just doesn't take a breath from the shock value. It's just all shock value. And not in, not in like a gross out sense, in more of just, oh wow, you really said that, huh? All right. Like they're always saying something that's kind of like, damn, really? Like like someone's doing something really fucked up or like someone's saying something fucked up or like it feels like it's like missing something. The fact that like the only time you really see black people as anything beyond a background character as is a joke of some sort or feels like there's just so much happening at once or not enough of something good happening at all times that it's like your brain doesn't really doesn't get a rest between like holy shit what is going on you know or just underdeveloped in some way and unlike the birdcage where you know you had problems with it the birdcage gave you a break in the sense that there were likable characters there were characters that you could empathize with and you could root for for this i don't think i root for any of them i just yeah there's just not any specific qualities of any of these characters that i can relate to there's nothing that I can root for because they're all really shitty. As someone, like I said, got into this as like to understand and break down movies about like what I like and don't like to like translate that into my own writing. I like have to look at it on some level as like this scene, that scene, like why are they doing this? Like what does this add to the movie? Because that's what they tell you to do in like books, like to read scripts and like look at the movies and like sort of break them down and like see what they're doing and they tell you to dissect them to understand and because that's how you learn. Media, TV, writing and all of it is something I enjoy and like I love. So it's okay like if we say oh it's just not for us like we're not shitting on you your tastes or anything you like we're just saying it's not for us even if we objectively hate it and we give good reason we're not dissing you i'm just going i don't like this and i don't want to force myself to like this that's all you know thanks for listening by the way